raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock well, Hammer, the uh, the gun grabbers are freaking out. Their heads are spinning after a bunch of uh, high school students from Muncie. Part of the Students Demand Action advocacy group, like Moms Demand Action. Right. There's, there's Students Demand Action. They were, uh, they were discussing or they confronted or whatever. They were talking to Jim Lucas, Representative Lucas at the State House today over the right to carry. And then they were shocked. They clutched their pearls when they learned that Jim Lucas actually was carrying a gun at the time of their discussion at the State House. Now, I want you to correct me on something here. Okay. I'm looking at the headlines, I'm looking at the media coverage, and if you didn't know anything about the story, I believe you would assume that Jim Lucas took his gun out, turned it sideways like Ice Cube in a gangster movie, and put it up to the children's head. Did that happen? No, he just, he, he, I, I, he opened his suit jacket and showed them that, you know, yeah, you know, they were discussing, having a discussion about the right to carry, concealed carry, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm carrying right now. Um, should he have done it? I don't think so. But man, you know, don't, don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. You know what I'm saying? Because right. these kids <laughs> were asking him questions about firearms and the right to carry. I don't, and I don't he know. simply says, you know, I'm carrying right now. And shows it. Now, I'm going to play the audio here in just a second. But the way that this story is picking up steam, I know Fox has it, the New York Post has it. It's becoming a national story. You would have thought it was like a scene from a Wild Wild West movie <laughs> where he opens up his jacket, reaches for his gun, and draws it on the kids <laughs> like in a duel. Like in a spaghetti western. Right, right. So, again, this is the audio f- from the interaction with these kids, these high school kids that were asking Jim Lucas about right to carry. It happens at the very beginning, so listen closely. So, do you mean by carrying? I'm carrying right now. See, and nothing about that makes me feel safe, though. You telling, I'm saying nothing about someone carrying a gun makes me feel safe. It makes me feel threatened. Okay, and that's what this is about. This is about feelings. Yes, it is. People don't want to kill you don't care about your feelings, though. Exactly. That's the problem. That's the problem. There's... So at the very beginning of that video, and we'll play this one more time, Allison, have it ready. Uh, the kids are asking about right to carry. They didn't. Uh, they didn't write out ask him if he was carrying. Right. He, the, one of the kids asked Lucas if he carried a firearm. Right. And he opens point, up his jacket, yeah. sports coat, and says, "Well, I'm carrying right now." And, and he's and, got a holster on. It's holstered. Right. It's like. Right. So take a listen one more time. So, do you mean by carrying? I'm carrying right now. Okay, stop right there. That part right there. That's the scene that everybody's clutching their pearls over. Now, the website statehousefiles.com, they spoke to some of the students that were there, and these are some of the quotes. Quote, having a lawmaker damn near threaten me was just such a scary interaction. Yeah, that's a dumb emotional reaction. There was no threatening of any kind. I saw the entire six-minute video. Here's another student. Quote, my heart sank to my stomach. I genuinely felt unsafe in that moment. And I really just wanted the conversation 
to kind of end after that. And this goes back to something you said earlier, Nige. Don't start a conversation or don't ask a question that you're not going to like the answer to. So you're speaking to a very pro 2A member of the Indiana General Assembly. Yes. He tells you, yes, I'm carrying a firearm. I don't think you should have showed him. I think that's where he went wrong. I think he said, yes, I'm carrying right now, and that's it. Um, But again, it's not like he unholstered it and took it out and pointed it at him. Right. They weren't playing Um, Russian roulette inside the the statehouse. You know, this emotional 17-year-old girl says that, you know, he damn near threatened her. It's not true. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, lawmakers are allowed to carry at the statehouse. Now, if you want to have that debate... I think that's separate than whether or not Jim Lucas should have flashed his piece to the kid, right? Because I know Rob Kendall, who's going to join us later on, he's pretty upset that lawmakers at the Indiana State House are yeah. allowed to carry. Certain people are and certain people aren't. Yeah. <laughs> certain people aren't, yeah. right. That's a big deal for him. But the question of whether or not this was Jim Lucas flashing his gun, pointing his gun to the children, I think has gotten a little Boy, bit carried away. They have been indoctrinated, these kids. Have been. I mean, if you're affiliated with Moms Demand Action, are you kidding me? They were having a conversation about you know protecting yourself. How all law-abiding gun owners, all they want to do is be able to carry and protect themselves in the event something bad should go should happen. Now, does I mean, do you think the actual sight of the gun triggered these kids? Would it have mattered if he wouldn't have shown them the gun, but said, um, "I am carrying right now," but not shown the gun? Would that have mattered at this point? Maybe it would have. Maybe it would have. Because it sounds like, based on the words of these students, just seeing the gun had them freaking out. And you're right. A lot of that comes from home, right? Where these parents, these activists are telling them only bad people have firearms. You know damn well that's the lesson these kids are getting beat up with. Only bad people have firearms. And Jim Lucas, you know, he's trying to explain to these kids, hey, you know, right to carry just means that law-abiding citizens can carry a weapon so they can protect themselves. Police officers, good people with weapons. There are a lot of good people with weapons, but that is not how this story is being told. But I don't feel like I'm safe when somebody else is carrying a gun. So when you call the police department, if you ever have to call the police, do you want them to show up with a wiffle ball bat? <laughs> Would that make you feel safer? Listen, I'm not trying to pick on the kids because they're 17 and they don't know their rear end from a hole in the ground. Yeah, but you I, I know understand. which path they're going down in life because of what their parents are teaching them here. And I will go on the record again as saying Lucas should not have showed them his holstered uh, gun. In right. his, I, I think he could have gotten away with saying I'm carrying right now, and that would have been fine. Jim Lucas is, like you said, a, a hardcore 2A guy. He's had a lot of controversy in his career there at the state house. And probably staying under the radar is something you might want to do when dealing, when especially having a conversation with with students demand action. You can sit there and educate them. You can school them, which it kind of sounded like he was doing. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe too far. But I think they would have freaked out either way. I think there'd be a controversy either way. We invited Representative Lucas oh, yeah, to come on the show. He, uh, respond? he responded. I don't need to. The video speaks for itself, but thank you. Okay. That was the response we got from Representative Jim Lucas. All right. Something not as heavy, but something certainly worthy of our attention 
is this latest lewd nude dude in the news. Oh. Here's another lewd nude dude in the news. And for the second time in a week, it's a lady. Ooh, a dudette. A dudette. This is the headline from the New York Post. Okay, this is a story making national attention. This is the headline. Careful. Quote. Careful. Naked customer allegedly threatens convenience store staff with veggie peeler masturbates in front of police. You said it. You said the word. I mean, it's not a dirty word. It's the medical term for treating your body like an amusement park. And that's an actual headline from the New York Post. If you have kids in the car, this story might be one you <laughs> turn down. So they're fine with talking about firearms. Don't we talk about somebody yeah. bopping their baloney or clicking their mouse? That's where we draw oh, the line dear. here. My goodness. So before we get into the story, Nigel, what yes. state do you think this is from? Florida man, right? A Florida woman. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, a Florida woman. With a long rap sheet, allegedly threatened to kill convenience store workers with a vegetable peeler and then fondled herself in front of the responding officers. Uh, this happened at a convenience store called The Racetrack in St. Pete. Have you ever seen that uh, convenience store? You're a St. Pete No, visitor. have you? No. Or two, huh? Race track. Uh, so this woman goes in, and according to the police report, she had six shots of liquor. Yeah. Was waving around a very sharp-edged peeler, and she complained about having been previously banned from that convenience store in the past. So Wait, she didn't use the sharp-edged peeler to do the dirty deed in front of the cops, did she? It does not say that. Oh, I'm just going goodness. to hope and pray that it's not the case. She starts yelling obscenities at the cashier. And this is from the police report from Pinellas County. She also threatened the general manager with the peeler, oh. which she was waving around in a threatening manner. She yelled she was going to kill him before putting the weapon down and walking away. She then took out her frustrations on a display of about 50 Red Bulls that were stacked up. She toppled the display, opened up a carton of cigarettes, started chain smoking, and then when police arrived, that's when the oh. X-rated show began. I love how she did six shots of liquor right there in front of them. I have her on, uh, I'm looking at her Facebook account right now, by the way. It's, Is she a friend of yours? No, she's not, but I looked up her name, Celia Barrett, and yeah, this is definitely her. Like, I'll give you an example of one of her Facebook posts. I'm going to read it as I think she sounds, right? Okay. okay. Ready? <clears throat> and now, a-ho, I've been here since 93. <laughs> F you and your mama. And the next person <laughs> who asks me where my ugly-ass sister is, I'm going to bitch-slap you. <laughs> Put some glasses on. <laughs> Shut your mouth. You never get hurt. Never F with a nerd. <laughs> this is an actual post from uh, Celia. Circa, I think you hit a home run. Circa 1999. I've never heard her speak, but I can <laughs> guarantee you that's what she sounds like. She's being held with charges of aggravated assault, disorderly intoxication, trespassing, criminal mischief, and Exposure of yes. sexual organs. Okay. This has been another lewd nude dude in the nude. Otherwise known as Matt Bear's dream girl. <laughs> Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. 
have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Hey, fam. I'm asking for your support. Help us raise money for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food so they can focus on helping their child live. By pledging just $19 a month, you're helping St. Jude give every child with cancer a chance. Help St. Jude save lives. Call 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898 and become a partner in hope today. One, two, three, let's go! You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. It's a big, big shortage in this country, Hammer. Talk about workers? No. I'm not talking about toilet paper. I'm not talking about amoxicillin. I'm talking about the Subway foot-long chocolate chip cookie. Oh, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> really? You, you you recently purchased one of these. I did. Now, I was did. that for... for just you? No. I could have made it just for me, but... <laughs> so so Subway, they introduced the, the foot-long cookie as a side right. about two weeks ago is to kind of, you know, you know, they're famous for their foot-long, foot-long subs, Subways, right? right. So that you get a foot-long sub, you get a foot-long cookie, uh, chocolate chip cookie. But the demand has been so high, so strong, so unexpected that they've removed the cookie from its app and some of the third-party channels like DoorDash. We are just a nation of fatties, aren't we? <laughs> we love some novelty food items, like that Applebee's date night pass sold out quickly. When That's Olive right. Garden does their all-you-can-eat, never-ending postables, sells out quickly. And when Subway rolls out there a foot-long cookie, boy, we jump on that thing quickly. Boy, I, I think the alternate headline here is outbreak of diabetes spreading across <laughs> the nation. Since you can't get the footlong cookies anywhere. We purchased that. We went to my mom's house uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay, so you didn't finish it on your own. Uh, no, okay, there's about okay. five people okay. involved here. All right. And I was a little disappointed, though, that it wasn't as wide as the sandwich. The one that's fatter? Right. The, the length is there, but it's real skinny. There's a width problem. And Allison, if you laugh one more time, so help me God, <laughs> I'm going to throw you out of this studio. There's a width problem with the foot long cookie. It's very thin. The width, width problem with the foot long. Right. Okay. It's, you know, a foot long, but come on, you got to give me a little more than that. Right? You gotta at least make it as wide as the sandwich itself. Right. That they're selling. I thought like, that was the whole point. Because when you have... hear foot long cookie, you think, okay, I'm looking at a foot long from Subway. It's gonna be just like that. But no, no, no. They had a couple other things that they would made a foot long too, like a churro maybe or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't just the cookie. There was a couple other sides, these novelty sides that they made. That uh, were foot were foot long, but apparently, if you you try to find a foot long chocolate chip cookie from Subway, you're SOL, pal. I've got a uh, photo here of what the uh, foot long cookie looks like. I'll uh, tweet that out for me. Tweet this out here in just a moment at Hammer and Nigel. Now, if you've had one too many foot long cookies <laughs> and you're looking for some fast food places that offer healthy alternatives. Taco Bell doesn't normally come to the front of your mind, but according to a new report, they're kind of the front runner in healthy fast food restaurant alternatives here. Okay. 
So I, I can see that. I mean, a Mexican pizza five a day. <laughs> five, that's uh, that's that's sounds great to me. That's not uh, part of the healthy alternatives list here. Chalupa ch- steak supreme chalupa. How do you feel about black beans? Because everything on their healthy list requires yeah. black beans here. I'm not a black bean guy. I like some black beans. They're not bad. Yeah. Uh, I like the, baked beans. Oh, I do too. Uh, black bean soft tacos, black bean chalupa, black bean crunch wrap, breakfast California crunch wrap. And here, I think, is the headline Nachos Bel Grande, but you have to switch out the meat for black beans. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> why why would black beans be any more worse for you than the nacho like like chicken? But you're asking a fat guy, so you're asking the <laughs> wrong person. I I can't help you. I would you. say like if you're on a major diet and you don't have a choice and you have uh to go to a fast food restaurant, Taco Bell would be a good. I'd just order like a soft what I don't do is like I'll order a soft taco with a chicken and cheese. Okay. Right? I mean, that's not bad for you, is it? I mean, the, probably the flour tortilla is not the best. I just but, tweeted the photo of the uh, footlong cookie from Subway. see this thing. Um, again, I don't know if the picture does it justice, but it's pretty thin, but it comes in this long, like, tray. So if you want to see that, yeah, at Hammer bad. and Nigel. I'll put it on our Facebook page, but good luck seeing it. Like, Zuckerberg has screwed with our Facebook page, and even though we have, like, almost 20,000 people that follow that thing, every time I look at the reach of one of our posts, it's yeah. like 80 to 200 Pathetic. people tops. So I'll put it on our Facebook page as well. So if you would like to see that, jump over to Facebook.com slash Hammer and Nigel. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. So, Hammer, earlier we were talking about, you know, all the the anti-gun lobby. Their heads are spinning after a bunch of high school students from Muncie. They're they're part of students demand action. You know, moms demand action. Their students demand action. All anti-two-way groups. They were discussing with, of all people, Representative Jim Lucas at the State House over the right to carry. And he was, and he gave him a schooling, man. He really did. And now the only thing that went wrong, they were shocked when they actually learned he was carrying at the time. He kind of opened his his suit jacket and showed him the holster. He didn't take it out or anything, but right. that really rubbed people the wrong way. He probably shouldn't have done that. But the thing is, you watch that six minute video. These kids are hearing things for the first time that they've never heard. They've only heard one side. How about how guns are bad? Guns are going to kill you. Uh, they've heard nothing about law-abiding gun owners. They've heard nothing about, you know, the right to protect yourself and defend yourself. So it was probably pretty shocking to them, a, to get a schooling, a high-level schooling on that topic, and then b, well, he probably definitely should not have opened his jacket since he's carrying right now. Right. Both things are true. I yes. think both things can be true. And I wonder how these kids would have reacted. If they would have had a chance to speak with Eli Dickett, the hero that you know stepped up True. to save people's yeah. lives in the Greenwood Park Mall. Yes. I wonder how they would have responded with that. The other thing that bothers me is I went to school in Muncie for a number of years up at Ball State. I promise you those kids have seen a gun before. <laughs> if you've been in Muncie, you have seen a gun before. You better not show them that, that that old clip in 2017 of Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore. Remember when the runoff election when he waved? The, he actually did take a gun out of his holster <laughs> on stage during a rally at the podium. 
<laughs> Do you remember that? The Roy Moore campaign <laughs> was the gift that kept on giving to yeah, the Hammer that, and Nigel show. That's that's something where he really did pull a gun out of his pocket, out of his holster, in front of a rally, in front of people. <laughs> Better not show him that video. They'd have a meltdown. Allison, let's do some legal stuff. Crime. Punishment. Judges. Legal stuff. So, Fulton County DA, Fanny Willis. Big fat Fanny. (laughs) Thank you, Ice Cube. Uh, And Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade. They have been subpoenaed to testify about their alleged love affair at a hearing. And this may, and that's the key word here, may ultimately determine if them hooking up disqualifies them from prosecuting Donald Trump. So there's a lot going wrong here with Big Fat Fanny uh, in Georgia. She was so anti-Trump. Yeah, I mean could the entire stand Donald Trump. The entire argument for them down there in Georgia is is kind of off kilter. And now the fact that she appoints her boyfriend to be the one that tries to go after Donald Trump, unqualified, unqualified boyfriend, he doesn't have the qualified uh, the qualifications for sure. It's a mess down there. Got paid a big fat salary from Big Fat Fanny that came from the big fat taxpayers down there in Fulton County. And what do you know? They're hooking up. <laughs> How does that work? So corrupt, man. So crooked. Uh, more legal stuff from some liberal hotbeds here. Uh, New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, she is now suggesting that maybe we should deport these illegal migrants who were busted beating up the New York City police officer. Have you seen that video? I saw the video, and then I saw the subsequent video of them being let out of jail immediately afterwards, flipping off the camera. That's, yeah. that's the America we're living in right now. These guys are in here illegally. They beat the crap out of some uh, cops, and then they are immediately released, cashless bail, flipping off the camera. Uh, they they need to be deported immediately. I'm kind of surprised Kathy Hochul actually endorsed the idea. Well, here's the thing. Kathy Hochul can't decide to deport people. She can push for it, though. Like, she can stand at the top of the bully pulpit and say, hey, this group was here illegally. They assaulted our police officers. They've been charged with all these crimes. I'm asking a federal court to deport these people. And, and I mean, you think they got out of jail... They're going back to their free housing and their free food, and um, and they're still living off the, the taxpayers. Yeah, deport these illegals immediately. But she's not going to do that. She's trying to appeal to some folks in her area who are a little upset that, you know, Basically, they were called on their bluff of being a sanctuary city. She's not going to deport anybody. She's not going to ask for deportations here. I'd be very surprised because this is what they want. As many illegals to come in here as possible, and in the next couple of generations, bada bing, bada boom, you have transcended America. You've changed America. Those are voters who are more likely to vote blue, vote Democratic. That's what they want. That's all this is about. They act like they want tough border security and our systems are being overrun. They really don't. They don't care. And these guys specifically don't respect our law enforcement officers. They didn't respect the laws to get here in the first place. No. Illegally. They should be deported, but you know damn well they're not going to be. Uh, Let's go to California. 
Greasy Gavin, Gavin Newsom, um, he was on a Zoom call with some other leaders in California talking about how he went to a Target store and he witnessed somebody doing one of their grab and goes. Smash and grabs. Smash and grabs. Just grabbing a bunch of stuff, walking out the door. And Gavin was there when it happened. He asked, hey, how come this guy doesn't have to pay for something, but I do? Like, he's heckling almost the cashier at Target, but the cashier of Target said, not knowing who Gavin Newsom was, yeah, our governor sucks. Said, sir, uh, you dropped this. And he comes back, picks it up, and keeps walking out. As we're checking out, the woman says, oh, he's just walking out. He didn't pay for that. I said, well, why didn't you stop him? She goes, oh, the governor. Sort of got a true story. And my mom's great. The governor lowered the threshold. There's no, there's no, there's no accountability. There's no, I said, it's just not true. And I, she got, I said, we have the 10th toughest, nine or toughest in America. She doesn't even know what I was talking about. By the way, it's the 10th toughest in America. So look it up. No one gives a damn about right. that. And I said, it's just not true. They're still stop. I said, well, we don't stop them because of the government. And then she goes, she looks at me twice, and then she freaks out. She calls everyone over, wants to take photos. I'm like, no, I'm not taking a photo. We're having a conversation. Where's your manager? How are you blaming the governor? And it was, you know, $380 wow. later. And I was like, why am I spending $380? Everyone can walk the hell right out. So if I understand this correctly, Karen wanted to see the target employees manager for saying it's the governor's fault that people are allowed to smash and grab and lowered the threshold. And listen, Gavin, these are the uh, policies that you have justified. There might not be an official policy on the record that says you are allowed to do this, but you know as well as I do, these prosecutors in your high-profile liberal areas. Absolutely, yeah. They're allowing it to go, and there's a threshold that they allow. And because you, as the governor, don't crack down on them, it's basically justified. Governor Karen. Right. Karen Newsom. Let me talk to your manager. There's only, you know, what do you want this poor Target employee to do, right? She's doing her job. Like, if she'd probably get fired if she confronted the person that was stealing the stuff yes. walking out the door. What do you want her to do, Karen? Ridiculous. Next thing you know, Gavin Newsom's going to be complaining about people leaving early. <laughs> Only Karens do that. Um, real quick, Dateline, Florida. Florida Police Department was able to find a missing, endangered 11-year-old girl by using a dog. Yeah, Here, that's cool. Here's the moment that... Uh, the deputy and the canine, Mary Lou, found the missing teenager. She does have happy tail over here at these bathrooms, which she only does when she's close to somebody. It's just me. It's me, a female deputy, my dog, and another deputy. You're not. In, you're not in trouble. We just need to talk to you, okay? Make sure you're okay. Do you like dogs? Can she give you a kiss? I, I promise she won't hurt you. I was just saying that she'd get out. That's her reward for finding you. Good girl. Thank you. What a good girl. Give me a big, sorry kiss. Thank you. You got to feel sorry. Okay. I feel sorry for the missing, endangered 11 year old. I don't know what those circumstances were, but these canine dogs, they are so smart. Rock stars. I've seen them man. in action in person. Uh, Zionsville Police Department did a great uh, outdoor demonstration a few years ago with the Boy Scouts, and it was incredible. Thing is, they're expensive. I mean, it's tens oh, yeah. of thousands of dollars to train and maintain these, th- these things. We've raised money for yeah. police oh, dogs right. yeah, here yeah, yeah. on WIBC in the past. Have you ever had the big, like, 
protective suit on and no. let one of those dogs chase no. you down. And I did that once when I Shut worked up. at another radio station. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I'm surprised they let anybody do that anymore. That's uh, a different time back then. Yeah, I was working yeah, yeah, as yeah. the uh, well, geek over at WZPL, like the stunt were boy. You, were you? Like, was it a German Shepherd that came after you? Do you remember what the kind of dog it was? I mean, that's generally. I think it was a German Shepherd, but like some variation. Yeah, it, they allowed me to get like a big head start. I'm in this like Stay Puft Marshmallow <laughs> yeah. Man kind of suit. Yeah, that way if it bites you, you can't feel it. Right, right. Did you feel it? No, but it was still scary because that thing tackles you and <laughs> he's on top. Did you and, fall down? You fell down? Well, I mean, yeah, the dog like jumps on you. Plus, the suit wasn't real conducive oh, for me yeah. keeping my balance. Okay, so I'm like the marshmallow man running <laughs> and this thing like its paws are just going 100 yeah. miles an hour and it beats the hell out of me You're lucky you didn't bite your nose off <laughs> well it had something over my head too oh, okay. my yeah, it's a, face right. wasn't exposed raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. St. Jude treats children across the country and around the world, regardless of color, creed, or financial capability, because they're committed to love and care for their neighbors. Join me in helping St. Jude give every child with cancer the chance they deserve to survive. Together, we can save more lives. Call now to become a partner in hope. 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. Coming up a little bit after 4 o'clock, Joe Biden speaking to the families of those who lost their lives in that tragedy in Jordan. We'll get to that. But right now, let's have a little fun. Let's give away some concert tickets here. Train, Ario Speedwagon, and Yacht Rock Review. That is coming up July 10th at Ruoff. Jennifer was caller at number nine. Jennifer, how are you? Hi, Jennifer. Good. How are you? Doing great. Jennifer, we're going to play Hammer and Nigel Show Trivia. This is what we did yesterday. We're going to run it back today. Do you listen to this program a lot or from time to time, Jennifer? Uh, yes, sir. I listen to it almost every day if I can. Right God bless you. On. All right. Right Got to get three out of five. All right. I'm going to give you some trivia questions. Get three out of five. We're going to give you the tickets. Yay. Number one. What is Nigel's real last name? Is it A, Lewinsky, B, Laskowski, or C, McGilligutty? Is it Lakowski? Yes. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Oh, there Jennifer we go. McGillicuddy. All right. Number two. Finish this statement, Jennifer. Crime. Punishment. Judges. <laughs> Legal stuff. Yes. Yeah. I there like we it. go. All right. One more. Get one more right. Yeah. We're going to give you the tickets. What is my, Jason Hammer, favorite movie from the 80s? Is it A, Beaches, B, <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds, or C, On Golden Pond? <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah. Oh, For blanks and giggles, let's see if you would have got the rest of these right, okay? Just house money here. You've already got the tickets. What is the name of the segment where Rob Kendall joins our program? Every Thursday, 530. Oh, off the rails with Rob Kendall? Off the rails. Last one here. 
What is the name of our current producer? Is it Mitch, Kenny, or Allison? Allison. There she is. Sweep. Sweet. Jennifer, what do you do for a living that you're able to, to listen all day? Or uh, uh, I am a driver delivery. Right on. Excellent. I'm sure you've seen some interesting things in your day. Do you deliver to homes? Do you deliver to businesses? What do you do? Um, actually, most of the time I deliver to homes, but sometimes businesses, large items. Um, I actually had a guy pull a gun on me once. Oh my wasn't Jim Lucas, was it? <laughs> I'm joking. It's a joke, people. Come on. Come on. That's funny, though. That's very funny. Well, Jennifer, uh, stay on the line. Uh, Allison will take care of you and have fun at the show, okay? All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Let's do a little booze Boo news here. You set him up, and I'll knock him back, Lloyd. One by one. The Ugly Booze News, because it's really fun. Oh, it's your lips. It's so good. Now, to present. Booze News, Booze News. Time for Booze News. I think I'm down for it. I'll try this. Hot sauce flavored hard seltzer. <laughs> is now a thing you can buy. The brand Truly is behind it. Several different brands of hard seltzers like White Claw, Truly, uh, Noon, or what do they call it? High Noon. High, or noon. high Noons. So, Truly, it's a limited edition batch, so it's not something they're planning to do long term unless it's uh, you know successful. You can only get them through the site GiveThemBeer.com, but they're already sold out. Another shortage of hot sauce flavored hard seltzer. Somewhere Shortage. there's somebody with a bunch of foot-long cookies from Subway <laughs> and the hot sauce-flavored seltzer just having themselves a good old time. So, hot sauce flavor. Basically, basically it's like wing sauce. Flavored I do seltzer. love some hot sauce. I'm going with Frank's. Do you put Frank's ahead of sriracha? You, you don't I do. Use, you don't use sriracha, do you? My youngest loves sriracha on ramen. He'll make ramen Ooh, noodles yeah. and loads it up with sriracha. I could... I, I, Man, I use both on everything except cereal when I'm out. Like that's like the commercial, right? I put that bleep on everything. Like I have a bottle that I come that comes with me when I, you know, bring my lunch to work sometimes. Uh, So hot sauce flavored hard seltzer. Are you down at Hammer and Nigel's? Is something you'd ever try? Hammer and Nigel. You believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock. So, three American soldiers, as you know, uh, last weekend killed in a, uh, a kamikaze drone strike at an Air Force, or I'm sorry, at an, uh, some sort of, ta- it's called Tower 22 in Jordan. Uh, these, this is obviously um, the result of Iran-backed militias that did this. And you knew when you heard the news, I knew exactly when I heard the news, Joe Biden was going to call the families of these fallen soldiers and make it all about himself. And I'm going to play you the audio of Joe Biden calling one of these families, uh, Onita and Sean Sanders. They lost their daughter in that attack, Kennedy. She was one of the brave women who lost their life that day. And I'm not angry at Joe Biden. It's just frustrating because he lies for no reason. There's no reason to say that your son, Bo, died in Iraq. I knew it was coming. Nobody identifies with you on that, Joe. Not these families who had their uh, who had their children taken from them immediately and without notice. Right. Like J- Joe Biden's son, Bo, died of brain cancer five years 
after he returned from Iraq. Yeah, they they blamed it on the the results of the Iraq you know, burn pits, the military installations. He was in the JAG Corps. It wasn't like he was on the front lines with a, a machine gun. And listen, losing a child is never easy. And pre, please, Jesus, I hope I never find out what it's like. But there are some situations where you at least have time to prepare. When you've got a child that is battling cancer, it sucks, it's draining, but you do have time to prepare. The families that received you know, a knock on the door or a phone call in the middle of the night, yeah. they didn't have time to prepare for any of this. This was a surprise attack. And ultimately, Joe Biden telling this family that I know what you're going through because my son Bo died in Iraq. You don't know what this family's going through, and that didn't happen. Take a listen. I know, uh, you know, everybody, uh, I, I know there's nothing anybody can say or do to excuse the pain. I've been there. Yes, sir, we understand. We're promoting her posthumously to sergeant. Oh, wow, Thanks, that is sir. the best news I've heard today. Thank you so much. You don't know how much that means to us. Oh, well, I tell you what, it means a lot to, lot to me. Uh, my son spent a year in Iraq until I lost him. <laughs> and again, I think his uh, intention in this situation. I think he's senile. He is. I don't think he meant to be malicious, but I think he's lied about this so much that he thinks it's true now. Like George Costanza, it's not a lie if you believe it. I think Joe Biden has told this lie that Bo died in Iraq so often, he just thinks that that's how it happened. But that's not the case at all. And I'm sorry, but I don't know if all of these military families want to hear about your loss at this time. I've been there. I've been there. It's all about me. I've been here. Yeah, I'm trying to identify with them. If you're the president of the United States, call them and say, I am so sorry for your loss. These were honorable individuals serving their country. I heard Karine Jean-Pierre uh, call them military folks that were serving the administration the other day during an interview. No, these guys weren't serving the administration. They were serving their country. Right. People are ridiculous. Uh, speaking of the military, in his first press conference since returning to the Pentagon after being secretly hospitalized following some surgery for prostate cancer, a diagnosis which, by the way, kept secret from the President of the United States and the public, uh, Lloyd Austin, Secretary of Defense, spoke to reporters today. You were hospitalized for days before you informed the White House or the Commander-in-Chief of your condition and your absence. Anyone else within the military chain of command would have faced reprimand or even dismissal. Why shouldn't that same standard apply to you, sir? Well, let me just say that, uh, uh, thanks for the question, that, that we didn't get this right. And as I said, I take full responsibility for, uh, for uh, the department's actions uh, in terms of why uh, on the second notification was, was not made to the White House, uh, that information was available. Uh, I'm not sure uh, at this point uh, what exactly happened, but I think details uh, will, uh, will play out as a review is, is conducted. So. Is there any organization, any group that is not dysfunctional where Joe Biden is in charge of? 
whether it's the White House, the FBI, uh, the Pentagon, is there the Mayorkas, anybody? The border, the, the border secretary. There, is there anybody uh, that is not chaotic or incompetent that is in charge of this country right now in a position of power? Especially when you know hundreds. By the way, you know, like a, something like 160 plus bases throughout the Middle East are being constantly bombed by these Iranian-backed militias. Yeah, the Secretary of Defense secretly going away. Nobody knows where he's at for a, for a, a prostate exam procedure. Right. Major prostate, you know, yeah. cancer surgery here. And if you remember, one of his um, assistants called... 911 and said, Hey, yeah. let's set up a, we played that. a transfer here, but let's keep this down down low. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, here. we'd like a, we'd like an ambulance. We'd like it as soon as possible, but we'd like you to leave the lights off and pull around back. Right. We got a we got the Secretary of Defense uh, in need of some help. He's got really bad cancer and we don't want anybody to know. <laughs> I mean, this is a major problem. So he was asked about this today. Here's Lloyd Austin. To answer your question on whether or not I directed uh, my staff to conceal my hospitalization from anyone else, the answer is no. So his, you know, maybe he didn't wish that, but whoever his right-hand man was, whoever his team was, absolutely wanted to make sure that this was kept a secret. Again, dysfunction everywhere you go. Name someone doing a good job that is in charge of people under Joe Biden that is doing well. Pete Buttigieg in transportation. Nope. Mayorkas in the border. Nope. Chris Ray in the FBI. Nope. Uh, look at the DOJ with Mer- Merrick Garland running the show. It's dysfunction yeah. everywhere you go. It's such an embarrassing mess, and I hope people realize this when they go vote in November. Um, with all this negative news here, how about something positive? Hit me. How Please. about a Hammer's Hero? Oh. And now, it's time for Hammer's Heroes! Dateline, Columbus, Indiana. Home of Thompson Furniture and Mattress. That's right. My wife's old stomping grounds as well. A Columbus, Indiana man is being inducted into the White Castle Hall of Fame. <laughs> Up until just now, I had no idea there was such a thing as the White Castle Hall of Fame. Stuart Cundiff. He uh, spent his 85th birthday on Christmas Eve with friends and family at White Castle. He is one of 11 people being inducted into this year's prestigious class of White Castle Cravers <laughs> Hall of Fame. He has been going to White Castle for over 80 years. Um, He served his country. And going to White Castle was something he used to do with his old man, who was a firefighter that worked crazy hours. So sometimes the only place open that they could go and have a meal together was White Castle. Here he is speaking to Wish TV. Honored. I think that that's the best word, honored. I've been having White Castles for 80 years, a little over 80 years, as a matter of fact. Probably was about 18, I left the house, went off to college. Then I went to my beloved Air Force, but tried whenever I could to go on furlough around Christmas so I could get home uh, Christmas and then Christmas Eve and go have White Castles. White Castles are the best. This oh, guy man. deserves the Hall of Fame. The last time I've had him was right after the race last year. 
Oh, I bet we that had, hit the spot. It, it did. We had people in from out of town, like out of the country, from England. My, some of my dad's business friends and uh, their kids. And uh, I bought like a Crave case, a bunch of chicken rings, a bunch of mozzarella sticks. Oh, that's doing it right. And they were like, what is this? And, like, it, and they looked at each other. It, it's a mini bugger. Is how they said it. A mini bugger. <laughs> the mini buggers. And you know how people like in the Midwest or East Coast freak out when they have an In and Out burger because it's not really around yeah. here? Out West, a lot of people do that with White Castle. They finally opened up a White Castle on the Las Vegas Strip. People lost their oh, minds. Yeah. Like, and I get it. I, I totally that does do. A lot of business, too. Oh, yeah. Emma and Nigel presents. Is. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Is this anything? All right, let's rock and roll. roll. How do we play? This is anything. I am going to run a couple different stories by you. You will be the one that breaks down all the information and gives us a verdict. Is the story anything or not? And we start with this. Some elementary school students in California are saying that they found metal shavings in their French toast sticks, which were served to them for school lunch. Man. Thousands of students could possibly be exposed. Here is a mom of one of those students claiming that her kid got sick. Came home sick, wanting to throw up. I told him to go lay down. If he's sick, just go lay down. I didn't know why he was sick. I thought maybe, you know, the um, sicknesses passed through the school. But at 4 o'clock, that's when I got the notification. Son kept on complaining about stomach, a really bad stomachache and a really bad headache. And he was saying it was burning and he was hot. Yeah, I'm assuming you just have to let that stuff pass through your system. Metal shavings on French toast sticks? I feel bad. That's scary because it's my kid's favorite, you know, lunch, quote unquote, French toast sticks. Breakfast for lunch. The breakfast for lunch school, like when I was a kid, was the ultimate. It was so good. But, uh, yeah, I think this was an issue probably with the vendor. Whoever provides those uh, school lunches to be made for the district had something happen in their factory or something. Yeah, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen for sure. You don't see them too much in Indiana anymore. I think they may all be gone. I'm not sure. But Shoney's used to have the absolute best French toast sticks. Mm. Shoney's is the Mount Rushmore, George Washington of French toast sticks. Who else has French toast sticks? I feel like Burger King. Burger King has French toast sticks. Burger King's breakfast is pretty good. If you're going fast food joints, like drive through in the fast food line, Burger King and Hardee's, McDonald's is okay. I don't want to shame McDonald's, but um, I almost like Burger King's breakfast stuff better than the lunch menu. Burger King's breakfast is solid. The double loaded croissant, that bad boy, it's like a million calories, but (laughs) it's solid. Is this anything? The city of Atlanta says they're dealing with a ton of non-emergency 911 calls, and it's tying up all of the resources. Authorities say that nearly 60% of the calls that they receive are non-emergency. Whoa. Here are a few as an example. You trying to move pillows from one couch to another couch? Yeah. Fire and rescue don't provide those type of services. I'm sorry. This is 911 with the address of your emergency. Yeah, you don't know what the score is, do you? The score to what, sir? I'm sorry? To what game? What game you trying to watch? <laughs> 
that anything? Yes, that is something that's hilarious. I mean, it's not funny that they're using up resources, but 60% of the calls they receive are non-emergency. You got to play the first, play it, play it again. Did the guy say he was having trouble moving pillows from one couch to another? <laughs> you got to move pillows from one couch to another couch? Yeah. Fire and rescue don't provide those type of services. <laughs> now, I'm going to say something. While those are not good reasons to call 911, this, what I'm about to play you, is a good reason to call 911. It's when you see guys in the middle of a busy intersection eating pancakes. <laughs> I've got a problem. Or you guys got one before they, somebody gets ran over. There's two guys sitting at a table in the middle of the crosswalk in the middle of a green light eating pancakes. That was a little unusual. We do have unusual. He's got one of the guys who's got a mouth full of gold teeth cussing everybody. <laughs> yeah! That <laughs> is a good reason to call 911. Again, two gentlemen sitting in the middle of a busy intersection eating pancakes with a mouthful of gold teeth cussing at everyone apparently here is another reason not to call 911 when you run out of tp what's your emergency um i've run out of toilet roll <laughs> and you're calling 999 for that reason oh uh, is this 999 yes Oh, sorry, wrong number. Okay. Bye. Uh, You didn't dial the wrong number. You thought they were going to help you deliver some toilet roll. (laughs) Can I tell you something real quick? Uh, You might be mad at me for saying I I have a relative who recently had an emergency stop at uh, fast food restaurants because he's having some stomach issues, right? Okay. How to use the restroom. (laughs) May or may not have been my brother. (laughs) Oh. Um... (laughs) Got in the bathroom, no toilet paper. Uh-oh. Broke out his cell phone, called the McDonald's that he was at, and asked them to bring him more toilet paper to the bathroom. All right, hold on, hold on. So he's stuck on the can, <laughs> and he's basically like Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon yes. at this point. He's calling for help, so he calls the McDonald's, McDonald's that he was he's in, at, yeah. and they make one of their employees bring him some TP. And when the employee came in, <laughs> and I quote, damn, man, you just ruined my day. No way did that Oh, no, yes. Absolutely, 100% true story. Um, what did the employee say damn. again? <laughs> That's not very professional from the McDonald's employee. Well, what do you want? That is a uh, that is a true story. A, a relative of mine has uh, recently been a, a party to. I mean, it's already kind of embarrassing that you're calling the McDonald's <laughs> stuck on the can. But then when the McDonald's employee comes in and delivers commentary, <laughs> damn, man. <laughs> That is just the it best. It was actually a G dam. It, <laughs> it was actually a GD. <laughs> Which has to make it feel even worse. But did he get the TP? He got the TP. Everything was okay. <laughs> that McDonald's employee deserves to be Hammer's Heroes. We yeah. have to get that guy on the show somehow. Damn! <laughs> oh, that's so good. Is this anything? A Milwaukee woman who lost her dog and ended up having him found at a local bar a mile away from her home. 
Here is Jenny oh. Hazard talking about losing her dog Bear and then finding him at the bar about a mile down the road. It was kind of just getting dark. I was outside with all three dogs. I'm looking and where's Bear? After about 15 or 20 minutes, I was just in tears. I was just... Because he's old, he's got a heart condition. I'm like, where could he have gone, right? Then we get a text, and they said, your dog is down at Finks. <laughs> Great, I'm relieved, he's okay, but what's he doing in a bar? Probably <laughs> looking for you. Of him, and I guess he was pretty popular. Jenny Hazard sounds like she spends a lot of time at said bar. Maybe the dog sick got lost, went looking for because he knows he's there. Right. The dog went to that bar for a reason. <laughs> he thought Jenny would be there. Are you a uh, dogs at bar guy? When I lived in Texas, <laughs> when I lived in Austin. Let me answer that right now. No, I'm not a dog at <laughs> a bar guy. There's certain breweries around town here in the summer that allow uh, their outdoor uh, facilities. You can bring your pets. Not Still not a that no. doing anything for you? No, yeah. I, I'm not a bring-your-dog-to-work guy either. Oh, we have some of those, don't like, we? Dogs run around, barking, yelling. You know who else is not a uh, big fan of bring-your-dog-to-work? Our executive producer, Matt Hiblin. <laughs> when I'm Matt Hiblin for... hears dogs barking oh. here at the office, the There's... filth, florn, florn, filth that flies out of that gentleman's <laughs> mouth is fantastic. <laughs> it's the Hammer and Nigel Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Did you know St. Jude has one of the largest pediatric sickle cell programs in the country? St. Jude freely shares the discoveries they make, and every child saved at St. Jude means doctors and scientists worldwide can use this knowledge to save thousands more children everywhere. Join me today in helping to fight sickle cell disease by becoming a partner in hope. Call now, 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. Yeah, my name is Nigel. Hammer's over there with a special guest on the hotline. Adam Gayette is the president for Accuracy in Media. His group has been going to some college campuses, checking out the feel of whether or not anti-Semitism is still thriving on some of these college campuses. <laughs> Adam, welcome to the show, and tell us a little bit about what your organization's been doing. Thank you so much for having me, and I regret to inform, it's thriving on some campuses and really thriving on other campuses. What we do is find the leaders of horribly anti-Semitic student organizations, share what they've done with the public so that they can get the shame that they deserve and so that they can be stopped from normalizing anti-Semitism in polite society. So some of the campuses that your group has been to recently, Columbia, Harvard, uh, Cal at Berkeley, College. Colorado, North Carolina, and USC. Give us some examples, if you can, of some of the ridiculous things that you're hearing. Sure. Well, at Harvard, 30 student organizations signed a proclamation blaming Israel exclusively 
for what happened on October 7th. Not even like, well, it's somewhat Hamas's fault, somewhat Israel's fault. Blamed Israel exclusively, and they issued that proclamation within 24 hours of the October 7th massacre. At campuses like George Washington University that we visited, they've celebrated Hamas. They chant things like, glory to our martyrs. You know, it's one thing to be anti-genocide. It's one thing to be pro-Palestinian. Those are perfectly acceptable positions. But if you're celebrating Hamas, if you're saying, bring Antifada to America, well, I've got a major problem with you, and I'm going to make sure that everybody in your community knows exactly what you're up to. Was anything being done about it, Adam? I mean, we saw what happened with Claudine Gay, her quote-unquote resignation at Harvard, but, I mean, she still has a gig there. What's, What's being done about this, if anything? Yeah, a gig and a $900,000 salary. Now, there's not anything being done, really, by these universities. There's things being done by us. So what we do is we find the names and photos of these leading student organizers, and we put them on the side of a billboard and send it to their campus listed as Harvard or Columbia's leading anti-Semite. Then we also, on occasion, send the billboard to mom and dad's house so that they have to explain to their neighbors why their kid isn't too fond of the Jews. Separately, we buy their domain names, like AmariButler.com, and set up a profile page where you could see what they've done. And we also work with search engine optimization experts so that if you go to Google Miss Butler, maybe when she applies for a job with you, one of the first results, if not the first result, is our profile page we've created for these anti-Semites. So, Adam, what's uh, your response when people say, wait a minute, I thought the conservatives didn't like doxing people. I thought the Republicans were against that kind of stuff when it was happening to uh, Supreme Court nominees. What's your response when you hear that? Yeah, I hate doxing. They've shared my name, social security number, home address, and birth date so frequently on social media that people started signing up for credit cards on my name. Doxing is terrible. We share information that they publish on their own social media page. They say that Joe Schmo became the president of the organization. Well, if they could publish it on their social media page or if they could brag about it in their student newspaper, I think it's okay for us to share that same public information. Adam Guillette, the uh, president of Accuracy in Media here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. What's your sense of the the, the college students? Uh, where are they getting indoctrinated at? Are, are they? Is this happening? Is this kind of thing happening because of what they're being taught at college, or, or are they already like this when they get to these prestigious universities? Well, there you go. You hit the nail on the head. It comes from DEI in K-12 through education. Mm. And I could say this as somebody who's been undercover with hidden cameras in over 250 school districts across the country in red states over the last 18 months. DEI lumps everyone into categories of either oppressors or oppressed, and they judge the actions of oppressors differently from those who are oppressed. They think traditional right and wrong is a crazy capitalist idea. So they view October 7th not as a terrorist massacre where innocent women were raped and slaughtered at a music festival, but rather they view it through the DEI prism, and it's merely resistance to oppression. So, Adam, what advice would you give to a student who's in college right now, or maybe a parent of a student in college? And I fall into that category. My oldest is a freshman in college right now. They see some of this ridiculous stuff going on, whether it's anti-Semitism, whether it's, you know, you're to blame because you're a white male, any of that crap. They want to say something, but they're concerned that you know, speaking up is going to be used against them, whether it's a bad grade or something else. Well, you know what? 
Uh, we all have to make our own decisions based on our own career plans. If you want to go to grad school, maybe really good grades matter to you. For me, I was a political science major, and I learned pretty quickly that a 4.0 in poli-sci can get you a really good job as a server at TGI Fridays, but beyond that, no one cares about your GPA. So you've got to make your own decisions for what matters to you most at your university. But for me, maybe it's my big mouth having grown up in New Jersey, I was never able to stand idly by when people promoted horrible ideas like racism and anti-Semitism. Have you been approached by anybody that you've targeted and said, hey, I'm really sorry, can, can you take this down? This is not what I meant. Um, anything, any, and then what would be the reaction if something like that happened? Ten student organizations at Harvard withdrew from their anti-Semitic proclamation and apologized. Wow. We believe in forgiveness, so we immediately took down their websites and took them off of our mobile billboards. Independently, a number of individual members approached us and said, oh, I didn't even realize our organization was doing this. I'm not part of it. I quit the organization. We take down their, bill, uh, take down their websites and take them off of our billboards. And some people don't like that we do that. They say, well, these people are just playing you. They don't really mean the apology and whatnot. But hey, I think we have to believe in forgiveness. And if they're going to say these sorts of things, we should allow them to make that decision and make that choice. Yeah, I wonder if part of it is ignorance. They're so dumb, they have no idea. They see the crowds and they just join. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying it's that way for I'm not excusing yeah. it, but I'm saying maybe that is, is, is part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. You know, it comes from the DEI sort of stuff. So these people think it's socially acceptable to have these positions. We're simply teaching them that it's not. And last thing here, Adam, before we let you go, because I know you got a hard out here. We just associate these types of things happening at Ivy League colleges or places out on the far West Coast, you know, liberal hotbeds. You're seeing this kind of activity all over America, right? I don't think you can go to a campus and not find it. It's just that some are worse than others. We endlessly all day get messages and emails and social media contacts from students at universities across America who want us to come there. Unfortunately, it is a target-rich environment. So if somebody is interested in accuracy in media and the project that you've got going on right now, how do they find you and how can they help? Our website is aim.org, A-I-M.org. Hit us up on any social media platform. We're obviously a nonpartisan organization except donations, and we'd love to have your tips and love to have your support. And thank you so much for having me. You got it. Adam Guyette, president of Accuracy in Media, doing this big tour on college campuses, looking at some of the shenanigans taking place. And again, it's not just Harvard or Columbia, or USC. He said it's all over the place. All over the place. Like, this tour just this past week, he's been to North Carolina. He's been to Colorado. I mean, we've heard stories from Butler here in Indy, yeah. uh, down at IU. This kind of stuff, it's everywhere. And you got to be brave if you see this kind of crap. you got to speak up. Damn the grades, damn the torpedoes, whatever. you got to speak up. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. The chick uh, is going viral on social media. Have you seen this? She's bragging about how she returned her couch to Costco after using it for more than two years. She had kids. She had pets. She probably did debaucherous stuff on that couch, and now she's returning it. Some people are commending her. Others are slamming her. Here she is. So we bought the couch from Costco um, two and a half years ago, right before we had Santiago. And I don't know why I was so nervous. 
it is very intimidating going in there with a big giant purchase and you're returning it. So it's like very intimidating. There's a lot of people staring at you, but who cares? Return it. They have an awesome return policy. Buy your furniture from Costco, girl. You can return it when you don't like it anymore. I already knew the date that I had bought it because I had taken a photo of when we were bringing it up to our apartment at the time because I was pregnant and I couldn't lift it. So luckily I knew the date. Um, I told her around the date that I bought it. She looked it up in the computer, told me exactly which one it was. She found the, like online, whatever she looked at. And then she goes, okay, cool. And that was it. She just asked me if it was, if there was anything wrong with it or I just didn't want it or like, like it anymore. And I said, I just didn't like it anymore. And they gave us our refund, full refund to his card. So yeah, it worked. I mean, it's not like she was trying to swindle anybody. They know the truth about the couch. They looked it up. Right. So Costco must have a very relaxed um, sort of lax return policy is, is what we're saying here. This is what we've learned. This is a Costco to... problem. Like, I'm not going to sit yeah. here and yeah, right give there. an applause for this woman because That's you had of, it for two years. Yeah, it's kind of crappy. It's kind of crappy. You know, you've had kids. It's tacky. Right, right. Somebody left this comment under her uh, post on social media. Quote, this is just bleeping wrong. You used something and you loved it with your kids and your animals and your whole family. And you used it for two and a half years. And just because there's a little loophole in the store's policy, you think it's morally okay to take that couch back and get a full refund for it for a used item that there was nothing wrong with. But she didn't. That's Costco's policy. It's not hers. She just knew that they had a generous return policy. There's no reason to get mad at this woman. <laughs> she, I mean, that's maybe it's just cheaper from Co- for Costco just to say. I mean, it's like a lost leader or something like that. I don't know. Uh, um, someone posted a comment that says, "I work for Costco. Don't get me started on this policy." Have you ever returned anything? Like, are you a returner? No, I'm not. I'm either, ah, that sucks, I'll just go throw it away, or something. What I am, I will say I am, and I think I told you this, was when I went to Kroger and uh, got bought a bunch of uh, stuff, including a bottle of Fireball, uh, I got home and I didn't have the Fireball. And I could have said, ah, screw it, I'm just going to eat the $15. But I said, no, I'm going to go back and get my Fireball. Because you're a raging alcoholic with principles. <laughs> That's why. And I had the receipt. And the guy, uh, it was just his kid. I showed him the receipt. He was bagging groceries. I go, hey, there's not like an extra bottle of Fireball laying around here. I, I paid for Fireball, and you guys didn't put it in the package. He goes, are you saying you bought that, and but you didn't get it? I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, just go back and get one. You can leave. I can't imagine that being the right decision, because even though you're honest... I showed him the receipt. Well, right, but you have a receipt. Let's say that you went home and drank the fireball and came back (laughs) and had the receipt. Exactly, or like it fell under my... My the seat of my truck or something accidentally. Right. Or more realistically, idiot. you went home and drank the fireball <laughs> and came back, hey, I didn't get this fireball, as your breath smells just like fireball to this you know, 16, 17-year-old kid. You know, a lot of these giant companies, like my wife has this Nespresso maker, and we got a box full of Nespresso cups delivered, but for some reason, the, the guy that delivered and put them in our mailbox... And she had her flag up, right? Because we had some mail going, outgoing mail. Well, the mailman took the box as well. 
thinking that it was, you know, she was returning something. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, I see what it you're saying. It wasn't on purpose. Right. So Nespresso just said, okay, we'll send you another box. And then we ended up getting the box, the second box that had been mistakenly taken. So you've been scamming the system for a while, getting so. the fireball, getting the... Well, it's like these big, giant, big box companies. Like we ordered this giant outdoor clock, kind of like a fancy looking clock to hang outside our, our deck, and it didn't work. You put batteries in it, it still wouldn't work. And, you know, said, hey, we need to return this. And they said, eh, we'll just send you another one. <laughs> so it's cheaper for them just to, you know, send us more cheap crap from China than it is for them to process, to actually take take in, pay somebody to process this return. You know, that's, that's I've I worked at logistics and returns suck, especially when you're dealing with radiators. Great moments in clock history. When I worked at the casino in Shelbyville, I think I've told this story, they wanted me to find a big grandfather clock for some giveaway that we're doing. So I go into Google. I think I've typed in grandfather clock. Oh, no. I forgot the L. <laughs> and a lot of stuff started popping on my screen, and I had to go to the... Uh, yeah. IT guys and say, can you remove all of this stuff? I was looking for <laughs> grandfather clocks. Clocks. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. St. Jude treats children across the country and around the world, regardless of color, creed, or financial capability, because they're committed to love and care for their neighbors. Join me in helping St. Jude give every child with cancer the chance they deserve to survive. Together, we can save more lives. Call now to become a partner in hope. 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. And Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock! Listen to this headline. Squad Democrats vote against a bill to bar Hamas terrorists from entering the United States. <laughs> so this should be the one thing that brings Republicans and Democrats together. Well, right? actually, I mean, it did. It, it, I mean, it, it, it did. There, uh, This is a legislation that would ban Hamas. I, I didn't even know... You had to have legislation to ban terrorists from coming into the country. I would have thought that was implied. Maybe there's a rule on the books already. I don't know. But this specific piece of legislation would ban Hamas from the United States, and it passed the House 422 to 2. And uh, take a wild guess on who were the dissenters. Well, I'm going to say they're squad members. Yeah. And I'm going to say Rashida Tlaib was one of them. Yeah, out of Michigan. And boy, Corey Bush. Corey Bush. We've got Bush. So Ilhan Omar and AOC said, yeah, of course. Why would we not sign this? But Corey Bush and Rashida Tlaib said, no, 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 not so fast. Here's Here's what Rashida Tlaib had to say in a statement after the vote. Quote, just another GOP messaging bill being used to incite anti-Arab, anti-Palestinian, and anti-Muslim hatred that makes communities like ours unsafe. Again, she's a Michigan Democrat with uh, uh, a huge Muslim population uh, in certain parts of Michigan. So you finally found a piece of legislation where Jim Banks and Ilhan Omar can both get together and go, <laughs> I agree, 100%. Yeah, that, that, you know, Muslim hatred. She's accusing AOC 
and Ilhan Omar and Jerry Nadler, and you know he's the, the ranking member of this committee. They basically had the entire Democrat caucus vote uh, in favor of this bill. But you have to understand the thinking of somebody like Rashida Tlaib. She thinks the Israelis deserved what happened on October 7th. That's the, she's too cowardly to come out right out and say it. But she thinks Hamas, she, don't, she doesn't think of them as, as, as terrorists. She thinks of them as, as heroes. As fire, as, I bet she thinks of them as freedom fighters. That's what we're dealing with here. And as for Cori Bush, throw me that tinfoil hat oh, yeah. sitting right next to you, Nash. Throw that over here. I'm going to put it on my head. Corey Bush did this to deflect from the headlines coming out about her legal issues. There's a little scandal going on with Corey Bush right now. Some indictments about to be passed out about frivolous spending on her personal security. We talked about this the other day. But now we're talking about Corey Bush in a completely different way. So that story, that's yesterday. Now we're talking about her being a lunatic. She would much rather be viewed as a lunatic because you could be a hero to certain portions of the left being a lunatic than somebody that's about to have some serious legal stuff. Uh, Speaking of those who hate Israel, a Michigan mayor, the Dearborn mayor, Dearborn, Michigan. I just mentioned it. Yeah, One of the largest Muslim populations, uh, I believe, in Michigan is Dearborn, in the country, possibly. Snubbing a meeting request from Joe Biden. Really? Yeah, Biden's there doing like getting together with the auto union workers. Right. And (laughs) he needs those votes. He does. They they think he's a little too soft on um, the Israelis over there in Michigan. The Dearborn mayor, Abdullah Hamoud, and several other uh, Arab American leaders turned down the opportunity for a meet and greet and chat with Joe Biden uh, because of his stance in this war. Now, let's not get it twisted. Joe Biden isn't uh, like Donald Trump. Joe Biden isn't somebody that's a war hawk by any means. If anything, he's pretty soft. But it's still way too pro-Israel for some of these folks in Dearborn, Michigan. I mean, yeah, he's he's said all the right things, although there's qualifications, there's, there's qualifiers with what Joe Biden says about Israel. Israel has a right to defend itself, and then, you know, somebody like Karine Jean-Pierre will, you know, say also, will follow that up with, but as long as they do it in the most humanitarian way possible. Right. There's always a <laughs> How do you but after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Israel has the right to defend themselves. But, but they gotta do it in the most humanitarian. How do you, how do you defend yourself in a humanitarian way? Like, what's that process? Uh, speaking of uh, Dearborn, Michigan, where Joe Biden is, where apparently he's not going to meet with anybody because they hate him there. He's not extreme enough for them. Um, great moments in Dearborn Biden history. Okay. Remember last year. He went there and he had some gibberish story about driving in Dearborn. And like he starts three different statements oh, and yeah. none of them have a finishing to him. But uh, <laughs> um, I might point out you're, uh, when I went to Dearborn driving that, uh, you know, uh, was up there. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, it, uh, I think the press thought I was crazy. I enjoyed it so much going up and uh, your new EV factory and uh, and that uh, that Hummer. 
What the hell did he just say? <laughs> I, I, at one I, point, I, I caught I a, can't. I don't know, man. <laughs> Can I hear it one more time, please, Allison? Listen for the, I don't know, man. But uh, um, I might point out, you're, uh, when I went to Dearborn driving that, uh, you know, uh, was up there. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So good. Uh, let's play a round of Is It Racist? It's time to play Is It Racist? For those who may be new to the Hammer and Nigel show, here to explain how we play Is It Racist as AOC. Is it racist? Is something racist? Yes or no? So this chick goes on TikTok. She's African-American woman, and she was tasked with running the uh, meeting for her office. Now, a couple colleagues of hers who happened to be white told her, hey, good job running the meeting. This woman is claiming that when white people compliment black people, it's a form of microaggression. From today's episode of Is It a Microaggression or Is a White Lady Just Being Nice? A co-worker says to me, you're running this meeting very well. Mind you, the person who was supposed to run the meeting didn't come. So it could have just been a nice compliment. What do y'all think? Okay, three things. Impact, intent, precision. Would she have felt compelled to say the same thing to a straight white male? We don't know because we can't guess her intent. Did I feel offended? No, I didn't. But that doesn't mean other other people wouldn't be. So I think it's both. Oh my and that's why it's important to be explicit with your language. <laughs> Is it racist, Big Nige? I'm not sure what we're talking about here. Somebody, somebody said that she ran a meeting very well. No, that's not racist. Right. So if I go up to Eric Garns of B105.7, yeah. who happens to be a black man, and I say, hey man, good show last night. You were really good. I love that. Apparently, I'm a microaggressor. It could be. It could be taken as a microaggression, according to this woman. Now, Eric would never. No. Absolutely. I've known him for years. But Eric like, would say, thank you. This yeah. woman would say, why are you in the Klan? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, mean, I just remember, gave him a compliment. Remember when Joe Biden once said Obama was a black man who was, quote, articulate and bright and clean? <laughs> I think that's more of what this woman's talking about. Right. Not, not you ran that meeting really well. There right. was no ill intent. This is so stupid. And this is TikTok. That's what we're dealing with on TikTok. So if I see Tyrese Halliburton in a store, hey, man, good game last night. <laughs> I'm a microaggressor, according to this lunatic. And since we're talking about crazy people on TikTok and is it racist, how about great moments in TikTok race lesson history. Remember this bat crap crazy lunatic who went viral. I think this thing's got like a million plus views on it where she talks about how if you're a white person, you have to get permission to be part of other friend groups to have minorities. If you have a token white and you're hanging out with your friend group of color, need to ask permission from everybody in the group to bring your white friend. Like, don't just bring them. Ask for explicit permission from everyone. Because just because you're comfortable with them doesn't mean that everybody's comfortable with them. I might not be in the mood to deal with white shenanigans that day. And another thing, it feeds into their ego. Like, don't don't let them think they're a good white person. White shenanigans is my favorite thing of all time. What are white shenanigans? <laughs> what does that mean? Probably involves singing Sweet Caroline. <laughs> you know, drinking too much beer on St. Patrick's Day. Token white. 
That's I would argue that's probably a racist term. I'm going to start a House of Pain cover band and call it White Shenanigans. <laughs> Are you really okay? Are you okay? Everything's going to be okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm pretty f***ing far from okay. Whoa. Are you okay with this? On the Hammer and Nigel. Okay! There's this Houston weatherman. His name's Adam Kruger. He's big on social media because he sneaks song lyrics into his forecasts. So... He was back at it last week. Here he is, I believe, last Thursday, dropping words from Karma by Taylor Swift into one of his forecasts. So the rain departing today, it's back to dry weather, but that rain chance, it's coming back around tomorrow. Now, as far as river flooding, there's not much you can do to mitigate that, but when it comes to street flooding, those storm drains are crucial. They need to be free of debris. That's why I keep my side of the street clean so that those leaves and acorns don't really get into the storm drains. One last round of rain coming our way, but I think after this wet week, we've earned some good karma, and in this case, karma is the breeze in my hair on the weekend. That front brings a dry breeze on Saturday. All okay. week, we had to think I, I, about I, I, I've, are you okay with wacky weather dudes sneaking lyrics into their forecasts of songs? No, not okay with this. Just tell me the weather. <laughs> like, can... I get that you're trying to be fun and you're trying to go viral, but more often than not, you're going to tick people off doing that. Now, I admit, I'm not a huge fan of Taylor Swift's music. I'm not a hater against her in any way. I tip my hat to her business savvy tour that is a She's going to bring a lot of money to Indianapolis this this right. this year. But just tell me if it's going to rain or not. And listen, here's when he did it for Dave Matthews band. This was I think last Friday he did Ants Marching. Onto the bus stop forecast, and let's see. It's about this time my kid wakes up in the morning, does his teeth bite to eat, and he's rolling. One last wet day, but the week ends, the week begins with different types of weather. This afternoon, though, when the kids are getting out of school, we have more rain in the forecast. And if your kids have been stuck inside, playing under the table, and dreaming of some sunny days, we have those coming our <laughs> so way finally this weekend. No rain out there this morning, but rain chances are back later this afternoon. Let's take these chances, place them in a box until a quieter time. That starts to happen this weekend most of our commuters i think the visibility is okay but driving in on this highway 45 up to the north you may encounter some of the more okay, dense you fogs can in that I area i can't that's so corny i've never met adam i'm sure he's I a nice guy no adam but i bet adam's never satisfied a woman <laughs> i think this dude is the Come most corny on. cheesy uh thing that's out there now here's another one of his another bits. we're gonna do another one see if you can guess which song it is all right okay Authority is urging drivers to stop, collaborate, and listen to their advice. Another round of widespread rain. Will it ever stop? Yes. By Friday, we rain falling right here, bumper to bumper. The avenue's packed in this area. I've seen the traffic really back up in the last five or ten minutes. Ice, ice, Still baby. Still widespread rain yeah. on Thursday. Okay. Quick to the point, to the point. No faking, though. We've okay. got sunshine. I've, I've had enough of this. If you want to get my attention... Don't make it the wacky weather guy or the wacky traffic person. Send a serious reporter out in the field and make her work in as many Taco Bell references as possible, <laughs> yeah. like this reporter did in Alabama. Grieving in nacho average way. Some <laughs> didn't want to talk about it. Talk about the things you do for the ones you love. 
That's when the Taco Bell burned down in Alabama, yeah, right. and they sent a serious reporter out there to cover they that. They had a vigil for that burnt down Taco Bell, I believe. A candlelight vigil, they did. Are you okay with this? A Lyft driver in Philly who goes by the name Philly Jesus is oh. now picking up customers and looking for social media followers. Philly Jesus, a.k.a. Michael Grant, used to be a staple in the area until a 2016 arrest and divorce. He then went quiet for a bit, but now he's back as Philly Jesus. He's wearing the robe. He's picking up riders on Lyft. Here is Philly Jesus talking about his gig. It's like a church on wheels, you know. I pick up a passenger. They see me dressed like this, I'm, and, I, and I turn back, and I, I say, Jesus is taking the wheel today. I tell them what I do, I, you know, that I'm an artist. I'm a Christian artist, you know. I dress up like my superhero, Jesus. I play gospel music, and then I tell them, you know, give me a follow on social media. God bless me with a car. God bless me with a job. You know, it, it beats walking on the street, you know, like... Jesus rode a donkey. Philly Jesus is riding a car. He's, I'm looking at this guy. Kind of looks like Jesus, like a fat version of Jesus, wearing a white robe, and he's, he's your he's your Lyft driver. Are you okay with this? So I think I am because of the fact that he's actually trying to send a message about Jesus. Because at first I thought this was just like a marketing ploy, right? Hey, Jesus, take the wheel, hop into my cab, you know. But he's actually like spreading the word of the Lord. Which, okay, that's fine, assuming the passengers want that. Now, if you're somebody that gets into this guy's car and you're in the middle of a conference call, maybe you're talking to your kids, maybe you're talking to your wife on the phone, you kind of just want him to be quiet. Jesus, take the wheel, but don't talk to me. I mean, would you be okay with, uh, you know, Philly Allah? But like I said, I would not want that conversation. So if Philly Allah can drive me from A to B, <laughs> knock yourself out. But if he's proselytizing and trying to, you know, convert you to to, you know, his religion. Yeah, I would say no, uh, yeah. no more conversation. Yeah. I'm good here. Get me to, get me from A to B. Maybe you, some people you, like that conversation. Uh, yeah, though. sure. But at first I thought he was just taking the nickname on for marketing. Like we had a story yesterday. There were some Democratic House rep that was freaking out that called Donald Trump Orange Jesus. <laughs> right, right. And there was an old backup quarterback. He played for the Colts for a little while, Charlie Whitehurst. He was clipboard Jesus because he had the <laughs> hair and the beard. We had clipboard Jesus here for a few years. None of those guys spoke the gospel. This guy's actually doing it. Okay. I'm good with it. Go for it. One more here. Mark Cuban says... X, Twitter X, is, quote, impossible to use, and then shared a barrage of daily anti-Semitism his account gets of his Jewish faith. Uh, Mark Cuban complaining about Twitter and the anti-Semitism. Are you okay with it? No, don't use it. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Did you know St. Jude has one of the largest pediatric sickle cell programs in the country? St. Jude freely shares the discoveries they make, and every child saved at St. Jude means doctors and scientists worldwide can use this knowledge to save thousands more children everywhere. Join me today in helping to fight sickle cell disease by becoming a partner in hope. Call now, 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, 
will stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. And now, Cameron and Nigel go off the rails with Rob Kindle. Noise pollution. The Hammer and Nigel Show. Hello, my name is Nigel Jason Hammer right over there. And joining us live in studio, Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show here to go off the rails. Rob, how are you? Great. Thanks as always to Garage Doors of Indianapolis. Hey, Rob, I remember a day when you and Representative Jim Lucas were buddies. <laughs> I remember a oh, day. Oh, Nigel, you and your drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the day when you showed up to one of our debate watch parties, yeah. you and Jim hanging out. And um, it just doesn't seem like it's, it's kind of falling off a cliff between you two. Yeah, I think, it's I, think it's, I think it's over. I think it's over you at think this that, point. <laughs> you think the honeymoon's over? <laughs> Controversy with Representative Lucas where he's speaking to some sort of, um, you know, kids demand action group at the state house, and, uh, you know, they're obviously anti-2A, and he winds up kind of showing these ki- these teenagers that he carries. Right. He's allowed to carry there in the state house. He and is, a lot yes. of a lot of a, a backlash uh, from that. What do you think? What do you make of it? Okay, so there's a couple things with this. Number, The number one thing for me is Jim Lucas has a criminal record. He pled guilty to driving while intoxicated. He pled guilty to fleeing the scene. So Jim Lucas has a criminal record. But because Jim Lucas and these lawmakers write the laws, Jim Lucas with a criminal record is allowed to not only carry a weapon in the state house, he's allowed to flash it at little kids. Me, without a criminal record, I'm not allowed to carry a weapon in the statehouse, much less flash it at a bunch of people. If I did what Jim Lucas did, I would have been immediately deported to the Marion County Jail, and we're not talking about, like, I would be out by the end of the evening. Like, I would have, that is a serious crime if I would have done what Jim Lucas did, and that's what pisses me off. Now, to be fair, if it's Marion County, you might have been let out. <laughs> okay, so let's pump the brakes just a little bit there. Let's you right back out that revolving that, door. Now, that, now that, just to be fair, and again, to be fair, he didn't pull it out of this holster. Holster. No, you know, but it wasn't like he was Ice Cube holding it upside Ways to some kid's head, <laughs> but it, but it, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. He has a criminal record, and these lawmakers they did this exact same thing during COVID. If you remember, they came back during Org Day in 2020, and what was the first thing they did? They didn't go to fight for us. They didn't fight to open the state. They didn't fight to lift Holcomb's mask mandate. They exempted themselves inside the state house. From the mask mandate. So if you went to the state house in 2021, there's yeah. all these state employees who are walking around with masks, and the lawmakers didn't have to didn't have to to wear them. So you've got Jim Lucas with a criminal record. It's when you not, say criminal record, though, is it a like serious violent felony? He, yeah, you're he could have killed somebody. But you're allowed to carry. You're still allowed to carry. Right. I mean, he pled guilty. Right. And he, but there's he pled. there's no reason. There's no excuse whatsoever why a guy with a criminal record can carry a firearm and I can't. There's no either inside the state. Saying, yeah, exactly. I, I'm not saying he. I, I like the idea of him showing that firearm either. I mean, he was having a discussion about carrying. You know, concealed carry. Uh, and he didn't, I don't think he needed to do that. I, I disagree with him on that. Sometimes sure. if something's I mean, I, not illegal, it still doesn't make it right. Like if LeBron James walks up to like a uh, make a wish kid in the front row and flips him off, 
he's not breaking the law, but it's still not a good look for you. Well, and, and I agree with him too in terms of the things as he was saying to these kids here, about here, gun, you know, carrying and protecting yourself. Here's one of the numerous problems with Jim Lucas. So we had the state treasurer Daniel Elliott on today, I heard and that. he's got a bill which is trying to do the right thing, which is to allow more people to carry inside the state house. There's no reason lawmakers should be special. There's no reason that the employees of the lawmakers should be special. And what he's trying to say is, if I want my employees to be able to carry a gun, if I want to be able to carry a firearm, I should be allowed to do that. That hearing was today. You think that thing's got any chance of going forward now, or do you think the chance is much harder now because of what Jim Lucas did? Jim Lucas is supposed to be the this optics, great... You yeah, mean? Yeah, the, yeah. Jim Lucas is supposed to be this great 2A guy. Uh, I'm not a firearms expert, but I grew up in a house with firearms, and my dad was a federal law enforcement officer, and I own a firearm, and I know that the premise of conceal carry, the first word's kind of important, conceal. He didn't have to have that conversation with those kids. He didn't have to flash that weapon to those kids. Jim Lucas, as Jim Lucas always does, went into business for himself and it's going to hurt other people. I like the fact that he was trying to educate the kids, but I don't like the fact that he opened his jacket and showed them. So what you know? angle of the story, Rob, are you more bothered by? The yeah. fact that he's allowed to carry in the state house while others are not, lawmakers, or the fact that he showed the kids the weapon in the first place. Both, because it's a track record of this guy. Now, let's not forget, because you talk about when Jim and I got sideways. Two things happened. Number one, he he's, uh, you remember he posted those things on social media. This is pre-COVID. And then he deletes his account because everybody called him a racist. And instead of standing and fighting, he deleted his account and ran away. Now, he's done this multiple times, or deleted his account, took his account down, whatever the actual term is. He disappeared from Facebook. And then he goes away for a while, and then he comes back, and it's as though nothing happened, and he's Billy Badass, fake Johnny Tough Guy again. But when Indy Star or Wish TV or whoever gets mad at him, he disappears and plays the victim. Then, remember, he didn't learn anything from that. He made those racial, uh, 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 insensitive comments about where he had to end up going to the Holocaust Museum, taking a tour. He drives... He's a controversial figure, for sure. But there's I mean, a difference no, between... Yeah. I'm controversial. Yeah. I'm not a moron. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a huge okay. difference. He's a lawmaker. There's greater yeah. no, responsibility right. for right. him. Is there a way to have conversations with those kids who are, let's be honest, they're getting one side of the story from the anti-2A people. Is there a way to have a conversation with these kids to say, look, there are good people with guns. Uh, everyday people who are good people have guns. Police officers, even here at the state house, lawmakers do. We're friends. Show them that it's okay that people can legally have a firearm. Is that a conversation worth having? Because I think Again, I'm not trying to bend myself in a pretzel to defend Jim Lucas here, but it feels like that's what he was trying to do. He could have done what he did without flashing the weapon. Like It's like, are you that stupid that you don't know what the optics are going to be? He could have had that exact same conversation and said, yes, I'm carrying right now. It's yeah. concealed carry, yeah. and I'm uh, everything is fine. The uh, It is the optics. The, the, uh, one of the major reasons medical marijuana cannot move forward in this state or, or marijuana legalization is that Jim Lucas has been the face. He's hated in that statehouse. I've heard this from multiple lawmakers, that as long as Jim Lucas is the face of medical marijuana and legal marijuana, it will struggle to pass because he that is just buffoon behavior to lack that little of common sense to know that if I flash that they're filming with their phones right. you see them filming with their phones and you know the moment you flash that weapon that's going to be the story and now all the 
kids, specifically their parents, the activists that are involved. You know, I've seen Greg Doyle write this in the star. Those kids were terrified. They were fearing for their <laughs> life. One of the teenage girls said he basically threatened me. There was no threats. Come right. on. I mean, let's use common sense. Like the video is out there. It was not the scene in Don't Be a Menace to South Central <laughs> where a lope dog opens up the uh, the post office truck and has a missile pointed at somebody. That did not happen. I just want to know why these lawmakers are allowed to carry firearms inside the state house, and I am on the same playing field as they are in terms of I have no criminal convictions, I've never been charged with the crime, and guys who have criminal records inside the state house are allowed to carry firearms. Why are the lawmakers special? Why is their safety more important than my safety? Mm-hmm. I, I, I have no idea what, and of course they're never going to answer There's that. different states that you are allowed to carry yeah. inside the... And, the and, and Daniel Elliott talked about that with us today, that he kind of hopes, hey, if I can get more employees inside the state house, more people to be able to carry, then hopefully that will future open it up for everybody to carry inside the state house and Jim Lucas because he's a very selfish boneheaded person put that in jeopardy today and uh, does that cover it all for Jim Lucas yes now let's go to your other Uber partner Jim Banks oh gosh. because you have beef with Jim Banks you've been ranting about Jim Banks for a couple of days now longer than that depending on what the stance <laughs> that he's talking about is what's your problem with Jim Banks now well he sent out this tweet yesterday about how giddy he was that apparently now there's some controversy about this it's still being reviewed but Trump sent out a thing saying Nikki Haley didn't get the signatures to get on the ballot in Indiana to run for president And Jim Banks sends out this tweet being giddy uh, along with Trump about how she didn't get on the ballot. He's going to drop off Trump's signatures and blah, blah, blah. And I get wanting your guy or girl to win. I understand that. And that's politics. But we have now on multiple occasions seen Jim Banks be euphoric over the idea of law abiding, tax paying citizens not being able to run for public office. And that is really disturbing that this guy is invested not in winning the elections, but he's super excited about regular people who pay his salary not being able to run for public office. All right. So hold on here. How was that any different than when you make a big deal about Todd Young not having the amount of signatures it required to make it onto the ballot? Because I think the law is crap, and I've said I would totally repeal the law. Jim Banks is invested in the law, in that those the signatures, and I mean he's uh, he's not technically a part, but the he's cheerleading the people who are a part of that two Republican law. The difference for me is all of this stuff should be private. If the Republicans want to have their own convention and the Democrats want to have their own convention the way the libertarians do, and they fund it, pick whoever. Pick Jim Banks. Pick Todd Young. I don't care. But if you're going to force me and Nigel and you to pay for this thing because they're too incompetent to run their own elections, we should be able to run for the offices that we're forced to pay for. And it is super weird that Jim Banks is euphoric about people not being able to run for public office. So I'm going to let you calm down because there's a vein popping out of your head right now. We're going to take a little break. Can you come back for one more segment? Absolutely. We're going off the rails. Rob Kendall with us. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.
Back with Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show every Monday through Friday, 9 to noon here at 93 WIBC. So Nigel and I have been talking about this. It's been kind of a trip to see Joe Biden all of a sudden be Mr. Johnny Tough Guy when it comes to the border. He wants to shut the border down. He just doesn't have the authority, even though he's the president of the United States, Rob. You know who Biden has turned into? I was thinking about this before we uh, sat down to record this. Remember in the the scene in The Wedding Singer where they're in the bar and Adam Sandler is about to get in the, the fight with the uh, Matthew Glaive character and the old guy from Old School Blue <laughs> tries to throw a punch and he, he just either whips or doesn't do anything and he goes, and Sandler looks at him and goes, what are you doing, man? And the guy goes, oh, I'm sorry, I used to be much stronger. That's who Biden has become at this point on everything. I mean, it's just what a laughable thing that now he's going to be Mr. Tough Guy and totally shut down the border. Yeah, Joe Biden did a chopper presser the other day, which was wild in itself, that they actually let him speak to the press. Uh, But his whole angle is, well, what can I do? I don't have the authority. (laughs) Well, hell, if this guy doesn't have the authority, who the hell does? And plus, he signed over 90 executive orders decimating Trump's border policy as soon as he took office. So he does have the authority. And it's an election year, and Democrats are seeing these Democrat cities uh, move in. Boston, perfect example that that story we had yesterday shutting down an inner city rec center for minorities to go have a safe place to to stay right. and play basketball and sports and swim had to shut it down because they're housing illegals there now it is about the transformation of america this is not about asylum this is not about taking the poor and the hungry and the tired masses this is about the left's transformation of America. They want these people in the country because it will create an entire generation, maybe not this one, but the next one of what they believe will be reliable Democrat voters, and it will change the landscape and the makeup of the country. It'll change the assimilation of the country. It'll change the values of the country. This is all deliberate. Wasn't the closing of the rec center uh, the big point of discussion in the movie Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> was that, is that true? Yeah, I believe the rec center was going to close and all the breakers had to get together and uh, figure out a way to keep it and, open. And I know we got we to wrap up here, but I just want to give you a thank you because on our on your segment today on our show, we did all-time great ejections in sports. Oh. And we and we got on that Earl Weaver ejection. It's and, so good. And we watched that uh, YouTube video of that, and I have not laughed that hard in a long... <laughs> I was crying. It had been so long since I'd seen that where the ump does the crow hop and throws him out. Oh, I just have to thank you for reminding me of that because that was just the best. I retweeted that uh, earlier today at Hammer and Nigel. Uh, what's going up in your show? Well, apparently someone, uh, some lady peed in the aisle in a, on a plane, so how can we not do that story? I, saw, okay. I just saw the headline for that on Drudge. So That's uh, a tease right uh, there. I have no idea what happened, but we'll get into it tomorrow. <laughs> Special thanks to Garage Doors of Indianapolis. He's off the rails. That's Rob Kendall. This is the Hammer and Nigel Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.